Hi, everyone. <laughs> you are listening to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. Uh, we'll tell you why we're laughing in just a second. Um, hey, we believe, seriously, that one of the best ways to grow as a disciple is to read and reflect on Scripture daily. So uh, we created this podcast to guide us through our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's word as we grow together in listening to the spirit. So whether you're on your commute, whether you're doing dishes, or whether you're maybe just going for a walk on your lunch break, we're glad that you tuned in. Hello, everyone. It's Wednesday, and we're back with the Bible reading podcast. My name is Tori Yacht. And my host is Matt Yant, who right now looks like the old guy from Up because of his glasses. Yeah. And you're not the only one who accuses me of looking like that guy on Up. I don't know if this is a compliment or if it's something else. but I'm not uh, so sure. I'm just going to start carrying around a bunch of balloons and, yeah. and see what happens. But you know why that's, this is funny that we're laughing right now? Because you know how Monday I told you that Monday was National Grilled Cheese Sandwich Day? Do you know what today is? I'm not making this up, and we didn't laugh to create this moment. Today is National Moment of Laughter Day. It is. April 14th is National Moment of Laughter Day. So we have fulfilled our moment of laughter. Uh, It's also National Look Up at the Sky Day, and it's National Gardener's Day. (laughs) So uh, make sure you look up at the sky. And And don't get uh, pooped on my bird. And do something in your garden. All right. All right, Matt, what are you thankful for this week? Oh, man, I'm thankful uh, to have a wife that I can laugh with and um, experience great joy with. Uh, You know, here's something serious, though. Um, So we're recording this podcast. uh, You know, the episode is going to drop on April 14, but we're recording it on the Wednesday after Easter. Um, And uh, as we think back on Holy Week, Um, One of the events that we did at Victory Point is on Good Friday, uh, we had a kind of a Stations to the Cross experience set up called Journey to the Cross. And uh, one of the things that we asked people to do, over 125 people uh, experienced um, this journey with Jesus to the cross on that day. It was really powerful. And um, one of the last stations we had here was here in the office area. As we look out uh, through the window of our little recording studio, we see the whiteboard wall in the office is filled with um, people who wrote a commitment to Jesus after that journey, who, who said that they are going to deny themselves, take up Jesus's cross and follow him. And yesterday as a staff, as we were praying uh, in that room, um, I was looking at that wall and just praising God for all the people uh, who have decided to orient their lives around following Jesus. Um, and I looked up and kind of in the, the top middle uh, was where our son Levi wrote that, um, where he wrote that he is going to deny himself, pick up Jesus's cross and follow him. And that just fills me with great gratitude today uh, that um, Levi is a bold witness uh, and, and desires to live the way of Jesus. And I see that in him. And I'm very proud of that. And uh, I see it in JC and I see it in Reese. And I think I go back to what you were talking about a couple of days ago. Um, just how grateful I am that our kids have grown up around um, other disciples here at Victory Point who have become examples to them and pictures to them of what it looks like uh, to deny themselves, take up their cross and follow Jesus. And uh, I'm 
I'm grateful um, for the way and hopeful for the way like Levi and, and our kids can be that to um, younger generations. Right. So that's what I'm super grateful for, grateful for today. Anything you would add that you're thankful for? Um, because we are recording this a week early, I'm thankful that <clears throat> kind of thankful we stayed home for spring break. Usually we go to Florida, but it was kind of nice just to get stuff done around the house, helping my mom out with stuff. So, yeah. And it's a beautiful week. Yeah. For all of you who went to Florida, um, it's 77 degrees, you know, here while you were gone and, uh, we're just loving this week. So yeah, it's been a, it's been a great week. All right, today's passage is 1 John 3, 1 through 7. Matt, will you read it for us? Yep. And we'll talk about it a little bit. Yep, I would love to. Uh, 1 John 3, 1 through 7, reading from the NIV. See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Dear friends, now we are children of God, and what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. All who have this hope in him purify themselves, just as he is pure. Everyone who sins breaks the law. In fact, sin is lawlessness. But you know that he appeared so that he might take away our sins, and in him is no sin. No one who lives in him keeps on sinning. No one who continues to sin has either seen him or known him. Dear children, do not let anyone lead you astray. The one who does what is right is righteous, just as he is righteous. So Tori, as you hear that passage, and this is one of my favorite passages, as you hear that passage, what is one thing that's getting your attention today? Like what kind of highlight? bubbles up for you? Um, again, it has to do with our kids where it says, dear children, do not let anyone lead you astray. Well, I'm pretty sure that we have led our children astray at <laughs> different times. So I'm glad there's so many not other intentionally. people. Right. Not intentionally. But um, I'm so glad that there are so many other people in our kids' lives. Um, and I think they do see from us what we believe. Um, but they also see us doing stuff that we probably shouldn't be doing or talking the way we shouldn't be or something. So I, I just think that there's so many other people in our kids' lives that have, that are showing them different things. Um, so that I hope that we are not leading our kids astray, that they're seeing that <clears throat> what we want from them is them to look to Jesus <clears throat> for their answers or for what they're going to do from day to day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think what I hear you saying, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, is uh, when you talk about like sometimes um, when you say like leading them astray, like that's not like an intentional or anything like right, that, but right. the fact that, that we're sinners, that we're not perfect, you know, um, and, uh, you know, sometimes we unintentionally um, maybe aren't giving the, the example we want to give. But I, I think that the, the word of grace in that, you know, for all of us is, um, you know, the Apostle Paul says it like this sometimes, too. He says, you know, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Um, but yet Paul's also the one who in Romans 7 sometimes, you know, he also says, like, man, the things I don't want to do, I do. The things I do want to do, I don't do. You know, what a wretched person or sinner am I? Um, 
you know, but yet he also in other places says, imitate me. And um, I, I think the word of grace for all of us is uh, we want to strive to intentionally be examples, you know, living real examples, but none of us are perfect examples except Christ. You know, he's the one we try to point to and the one we try to emulate and imitate um, and, and to do our very best at that. And uh, that, that that works best when you strive to do that in community and not alone. Um, so that there's a, a multitude of, of imitatable examples, you know, to, to follow. And I yeah. think we've been lucky with the friends we have. <clears throat> yeah. Good friends. Yeah, we've been very blessed um, to have um, incredible friends and neighbors in our lives. And uh, I think what we try to teach our kids is if you want to have good friends and good neighbors, it starts by being a good friend and being a good neighbor. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that just sort of then naturally becomes uh, the way it plays out. Yeah. Well, for me, like um, that, that, that last sentence, you know, dear children, do not let anyone lead you astray. Uh, and, and I love like the, the language that John uses. I mean, John is an old man at this point in his life when he's writing this. He's, he's probably gray. And um, we know that, uh, that he's probably um, writing this from Ephesus. You know, he, he's, he's older. Um, he's, he's taken in, you know, Mary, the mother of Jesus, into his family, into his oikos, his household. And uh, she's old now, too. And we know that um, she eventually dies, you know, while John's in Ephesus. And uh, John, what, what he's doing is he's continuing the work that, that Paul and Timothy established in, in Ephesus. And so he's kind of overseeing some churches. And we know that there's some heresy that's sort of creeping into the, the, the churches under his watch. And so you can hear his, his fatherly heart, you know, dear children, you know, uses that word a lot, children. You know, he, he's a spiritual parent. He's a spiritual father. You know, dear children, do not let anyone lead you astray. And sort of, you know, it just reminds me that, um, you know, uh, heresy or, you know, um, other gospels have, have always been part of the, of the journey, you know, for the, for the Christian. And um, it was no different for the early church, just like it's no different today. And um, I, I think back in John's day, uh, what was, was really kind of working uh, in, in um, what they were kind of, what people were getting led astray by is just the, the thoughts of the day were like, it, it were, were body and soul. So it, like some just thought like the, uh, like it's all about the body. So um, I might as well, you know, the body and soul are separate. So I'll just enjoy everything in the body and then have eternity in the spirit. Or um, I need to buffet my body and, and really discipline it, you know, um, and conform it to the spirit. And I, I love like how John begins this, this section. He says, um, see what great love the father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that is who we are. I, I think John is trying to convey, you know, to his readers and listeners and to us today um, that we are created body and soul, you know, body and spirit in the image of God. And um, they both have value. And But what he's really trying to start with is start with the inside and let that work its way to the external. You know, he, he's getting at your identity is your child of God. This is one of my most favorite verses. It's the verse that in the office I used to occupy uh, as a youth pastor here at Victory Point. It's the one that's still up on the office 
wall that uh, Jill and Brenda shared today. It's this verse. If I was ever to get a tattoo, it would probably be this reference. Um, you know, see what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And then he underscores it. That is who we are. I think John is getting at our identity. Like, um, no matter what kind of voices are speaking to you or trying to influence you, um, there's only one voice that gets to decide and declare who you are. And that's the Father, the Heavenly Father. And the Heavenly Father says, you're my son and you're my daughter. Not because of anything you've done, but because of everything I've done. Because of who Jesus is in you. When, I, when you have Christ, I think the Father looks at us and he sees his son Jesus. And by transference, that makes us also sons and daughters of his and everything that's true of the Son of God is now true of us because of Jesus. That's our identity. Nothing can shake that. Nothing can take that. Nothing can rob us of that. We need to always start with that and end with that. Um, that is who we are. I love that verse. How about you? Like, like um, I, I sort of like stole the microphone right there and went off. And I apologize for that. But this, that. this verse excites me. Yes, you are used to that. I know. Um, like, how about you, though? Like, uh, what, what grabs your attention out, out of this passage? I don't know. I guess a question I had, it says in here, um, verse 6, and just before it says, and in him is no sin. Mm. No one who lives in him keeps on sinning. No one who continues to sin has either seen him nor knows him. Now, I understand it, but it causes a little confusion when it says you're not going to sin at all mm -hmm. because we sin every day. Mm -hmm. And I know it's through him that that sin is taken care of or whatever, but it says no one who continues to sin has either seen him or knows him. So that's a little confusing. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not sure, Tor, that I have uh, the absolute right answer on that. That might be um, something that everyone listening might want to dive into and study a little bit more. You know, do a do a, a study of, of John 1 John 3 um, verse 4 and 5 and 6. And uh, if you come up with some some good answers, I mean, we'd love to have you share that with us. My sense is, is I, because I thought about that too, like uh, what is John getting at, you know, when he says that? Because he says, everyone who sins breaks the law you know, but he appeared so that he might take away our sins. So that's what Jesus came for. He came for a reason. He came to do what only he could do uh, to, to cover our sins, to die for our sins. Um, in him, there is no sin. No one who lives in him keeps on sinning. I, I think, I, I wonder if what John's maybe trying to convey there is um, when, when you uh, become a child of God. And John spoke about that too in his gospel, you know, um, when he wrote his gospel in, in John 1, 12, uh, it, it says this, yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, talking about Jesus, he gave the right to become children of God. And it's like, he's going back to that in the beginning of, of this passage, you know, um, he has given us what great love the father has lavished upon us that we should be called children of God. And that is who we are. You know, when we receive Jesus, when we believe in his name, we become children of God. And I think when we become children of God, 
um, we desire to live for him in his way and uh, instead of continuing in our sin. So I think, I wonder if he might be talking about in this letter, in this epistle, um, man, if you continually, um, intentionally, on purpose, keep pursuing sin, um, you might have to question, Do are you really living in Christ then? You know, do you really know him? Have you really seen him? Because if you've seen him and known him and received him and believed in him, um, you are working out like your sanctification um, in the power of the Holy Spirit uh, to to satisfy the spirit more in the flesh less, to to, um, to 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 not be sinning, you know, uh, intentionally and on purpose anymore. It, now, like that doesn't mean we we don't mess up. You you alluded to this earlier, you know, like in like um, like man, we're trying to be good parents, but like sometimes we fail at that. Like you know, children of God, you know, in this world uh, until He comes back and makes everything right, like sin is still going to be like a battle. It's still going to be a struggle. It's still going to be something we we deal with. It's still going to be part of our lives. But I think that phrase keeps on sinning maybe is referring to someone who like, well, I'm just going to keep choosing sin. You know, like I think John's saying like you might not know Christ if, if you just keep choosing sin on purpose. You know, the, the Christian is one who is um, growing in power uh, to to sin less and obey more. That's what I that's what I would say. I think John is saying, but I might be wrong. I, I'd love to hear other people's thoughts on that. All right. Well, um, we just want to wrap it up for this one and say thanks to everyone for joining us. And tomorrow we'll be back with another episode. Yeah. So we hope you join us. Yeah. Sorry for talking so long. Uh, but um, may I, I, I just want to leave you instead of with the traditional blessing. I just want to read verse one again as a closing to everyone. Take this with you uh, into the rest of your day, into, into your week, this truth. See what great love the Father has, I love this word, lavished upon us, that we should be called children of God. That is who we are. Live in that identity today. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.